Hey guys, it's Dale, and I'll be frank, I goofed up my audio pretty bad. Uh, luckily, we had a backup recording, but since this is the only second episode, you'll have to take it on my word that this usually doesn't happen. Um, of course, this is a part one, so that means the next episode will be like this too. Thanks for joining us anyways on part one of Scry 3's Commander 2019 review. Okay. All right. I don't know. You can open the show if you feel like it. I don't. I don't have anything for this. Yeah. Nothing. I got nothing. Uh, nothing spectacular. To say. No. All right. No. I'm tired. Okay. I'm cranky. Yeah. I dude. I I'm tired too. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, all right. Anyways, let's, let's get into this because I need to go to bed soon. Yep. Um. Okay. Uh, welcome to Scry Three. This is our first official episode. There may be another it's episode. Uh, it's episode, episode. It's episode. Yeah. Well, the other one was a test episode. Yeah, I mean, uh, it might it, it might be there. I don't know for it's, sure. It's there. It's going to be there. It's go, it's officially going to be there. Okay, so then, so then, welcome to Scry 3's, uh first official episode two, and and, uh, and we're going to be you know honestly, about- it's not even the first official episode two. There was an episode two before this. We don't talk about those ones, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. but we're going to be talking about the uh, Commander Nineteen products that are getting ready to come out. Hopefully, this episode will air before they come out, or at least when they come out. Uh, that's up to Dale to see how how uh, I don't know, dude. I it, it's not even up to me. It's it's up to it's up to the the great Apple to uh, syndicate our syndicate show our show. Uh, hopefully before next week, but it should yeah, be. Well, she usually it, it usually takes about three to four days. So yeah, we'll, we'll see, see what happens. Um, so yeah, we're gonna go through kind of yeah. our thoughts on the you know the new commanders, some mm-hmm. of the old um, mm-hmm. some of the reprints, the, some mm-hmm. of the other new cards. Uh, our thoughts on maybe some upgrades or or some basically just some broken things you can do with a couple mm, of the commanders, mm. uh, but we're going to go through it pretty quick and just maybe try to give some general ideas on on our thoughts and and maybe where where we think the deck should go, uh, like what direction they should go in. Mm. Uh, anything you want to say before we start, Dale? Um, I mean, three out of four of them are pretty broken. Fourth one, not so much. Well, I think they all can be broken, but there is definitely three out of four that right off the bat seem just so broken five bucks <laughs> yeah exactly uh okay so uh let's go ahead and start with uh faceless menace yep. the sultai deck yep um you have here uh just initial thoughts i'm gonna just right off the bat say initial thoughts going forward i love all these decks i think they did a really good job on them i i like them too um i i think yeah like you said i mean like literally every single one of them is at least perfectly fine um all four of them together if you just you and your friends you buy them you sit down and you play them uh there i think you're i don't think any of them really actually have an like an innate lead over the other um, no, yeah, and and granted, we're saying that without, without having played them yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it does seem like they're very well balanced against each other. Mm-hmm. I I don't have much to say in terms of stuff I don't like mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. them. I, I mean, I'm definitely you know you you've got play styles and stuff like so the the madness deck doesn't really appeal to me, but that doesn't mean I don't think it's a good deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think in terms of our like thoughts on the decks, I don't really think there'd ever be a situation where we're like. I wouldn't get this deck. I would get this deck. Uh, maybe if you really care about like doing the most broken shenanigans, we can uh, steer you in the right direction. But mm-hmm. if you, you know, if you like discarding cards and getting value, there, you know, that deck's solid. If you, uh, if you like casting spells, the the flashback deck seems great. You know, they're all they all seem very very solid in doing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So. 
Um, next, you've got uh, just talking about the new commanders. So you yeah. want to talk about the, the face commander here, uh, Dale? I'll let you go ahead and uh, read her out. Oh, God, what deck are we on? We're on Kadana? Yeah. Kadena? All right, so this is the yeah. Sultai deck. Uh, this is their morph creatures deck. Uh, that's like the keyword that they're basing it around of. We got a couple of good morph creatures. So Kadena is a four mana, one Sultai, three, three, legendary creature, Naga, wizard, mythic, rare. Um, but the thing that makes her interesting is that the first morph creature or face down creature spell you cast each turn costs three less to cast. That's really boring. But whenever a face down creature <laughs> enters the battlefield under your control, you get to draw a card. That's pretty good. I do like that. I actually didn't realize that it's whenever I thought it was only the first one you get yeah. to draw that card. So that's actually that's fine. That's pretty yeah. decent. Um, I I love Kadena. I've actually been growing to like her more and uh -huh. more as mm -hmm. I've been thinking about all the decks. Um, the the main thing that I, I like, I think, the most is the fact that the first face down creature spell you cast, that's on each turn. Yeah. So if you can if you can get flash enablers, you can cast a you can essentially cast a free spell on each person's turn. Mm -hmm. uh, and fortunately, you're in blue, so you got Leyline of Anticipation. If you yeah. don't feel like spending the thirty dollars for the Dock and Orrery, yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. Um, so that is a big thing. I keep having this like brain glitch in my mind. Uh, I hate the way that Morph is worded. I mean, I get it, but like for just for example, like uh, Hooded Hydra, we'll just use that. Um, I see Morph three green green. To me, that means it's casting Morph cost is three green green, right? So that's something you got to get used to. I really wish, um, I think my personal feelings on it is I wish Kadena also messed with the actual flip cost. Uh, going back to Hooded Hydra, you know, you have to dump five mana into this thing. Um, and I wish, I guess, that maybe you only had to dump two mana into it somehow. Uh, yeah, I, I understand that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think in the long run with what this deck is trying to do uh, and what, what excites me about it is with more typically, you know, you have to spend the three mana just to put the creature on the field. And you might be open now to you know you might only have two or three mana left uh after that and you mm -hmm. won't be able to flip hooded hydra but mm -hmm. if you if you go on curve and you cast kadena on turn four on the same turn you cast her you could drop hooded hydra like we were just talking about for free draw a card and on your next turn you can play another morph creature and have enough mana up to flip hooded hydra and or maybe even you know, death minst, uh, death raptor, which is also in the deck that also costs five yeah. to flip. And, and that kind of unknown really, I, I think would really kind of trip your opponents up, not knowing, should I attack? What is that thing going to flip up to? Is he going to use it as a combat trick? Is it a, is it just a counter spell on a one, one, you know, should I block it? All, all those kind of mind games, I think is what makes the deck, ex you know, not only just strong, but very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, if you've got a field of three or four morph creatures and you're completely untapped, which, you know, Kadena helps you to be untapped uh, for those those kind of situations, nobody's really going to want to swing into you because they, they don't. You you could be completely, you could have no cards in hand, which would be rare with yeah. Kadena. Field, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Even if, even if you had no, no cards in hand, you still have all kinds of effects on the field that yeah. people would be afraid of yeah i don't know maybe it's just me because i we we played with morph it was one of our first drafting experiences 
and morphs sucked it was bad i don't think it saw competitive play when i was paying attention to standard during that time during tarkir it was all about that hot abzan right yeah abzan was was the big one i Um, don't think the payoffs for morph are good enough um i i'm not exceptionally knowledgeable in what morph creatures are and do but like i i don't like there of course there are good ones and they have made new good ones but i don't i don't see myself uh i don't know caring no i i mean i i totally understand um it's it's kind of a one and done kind of thing, which which does suck. They don't they don't tend to have recursive value. Yeah, um, there is ways of doing that, and yeah, we'll get yeah. to that in a little bit. But I do understand, you know, what you're saying. It, Morph is not necessarily like an engine that's going to keep ticking. Yeah, you know, it, it's uh, it is a one and done kind of thing. But I just I, I just like Kadena because of it, it's something. It's new. It, it yeah. gives people who like more more things to do. Um, I, I like like you said. Whenever a face down creature enters the battlefield under your control, that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a morph creature. Yeah, I don't know what other face down creatures there are, but you know. Uh, <laughs> well, well the, well, the good thing about that is anytime you manifest, that mm-hmm. counts as a as a That's creature coming yeah. in yeah. face yeah. down. Yeah. So even if you manifest a land or an artifact or mm-hmm. an enchantment, even mm-hmm. though you're not going to be able to flip those up, you're still going to get the card draw off of that. And you still have that effect of your opponents not knowing what it is. Yeah. It could be a, it could be a normal creature that you have to flip up uh, using its regular converted mana cost, or it can be a, a morph creature that has an effect when it flips up, or it could just be a land. They, they really don't know. Yeah. And and that is, in my opinion, like I, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but mm, in terms mm. of like up, upgrading, I think that is going to buy you a lot of time. Um, this deck seems to want to to play a bunch of morph creatures, have have them unmorph, have their effects, and then it seems like it wants to start swinging after that. Yeah, and and I don't really think that's how I would play it. Uh huh. Uh huh. I I think I would run go for more of like maybe a control. Uh, combo strategy mm-hmm. and, and use these morphs to just buy me time yeah uh, so that i can set up these these combos yeah for uh, me if 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 you were to you know put me into a room and force me to uh, build this deck to be able to eat like my focus would be on getting ixadron so ixadron is in the deck good job on that that's part of our draft that we did in the last episode for those who don't know uh when he enters the battlefield um all other non-token creatures you flip them over face down they turn into two two I don't actually don't think they're morph nor manifested. Uh, I don't know what they actually are, but your creatures with morph, you can flip over. Well, they just turn into tutus. They, I don't think they're technically considered right, morph yeah, yeah, creatures yeah, yeah, anymore yeah. Uh-huh. or manifested creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they do flip over, become yeah. tutus again. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. and if they have morph or mega morph, uh, you can you can flip, them, you right can back flip them back. Over. I think like also if you're like just busting the deck out right then and there. Getting Ixadron is probably one of your top priorities because that is, I think that's just your strongest strategy. Like me just looking through the deck is turning everybody's creatures into bad tutus while you have good creatures that you can just so happen to flip them back over. Um, yeah. Flip them back over. Get, get those triggers again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just going to help you go into the late game. And I think that's where this, where this deck really wants yeah. to be. Is Cause this is, deep. this is mid range dot deck. 
They, they, I don't think they could have made a more mid-rangey deck. Even none of the other commanders in this deck are particularly combo-y. You have Volrath, who just is a shapeshifter. He turns into a different creature. And you have Riami, which just gets evergreen keywords. None yep. of these are inherently broken, uh, which I, when you look, when we're going to talk about the other three decks, it, it, it gets a little bit of a bummer because of that. But yeah, it's still um, a good deck. Yeah, I, I will say right off the bat, uh, none of the legendary creatures in in the Sultai deck yeah. scream broken yeah. or or just super, super powerful. But I, yeah. I, I really think and, and this is just something that's going to have to come with time. I think Kadena. It, it, this and this is totally just an opinion, mm -hmm. but I think Kadena is going to end up being the best of the uh, face commanders uh, in terms of what she can do in her deck. Just, just because she she helps you cheat mana cost, and she draws you cards. You know, you know, and, uh, you and, know what? Maybe she's the best three colored. I'll agree. She's the, probably the best three colored out of all of them. I'm looking at a particular two colored one that's just pretty broken. Oh yeah, well, I think I know which one you're talking about. You're talking about Anji from, talking the, about uh, from the from the Madness one. I yeah. think the Madness deck needs a lot more help than Kadena does. Um, I yeah, think all right, fine, I'll, I'll give you that. You know, um, I, I'm and uh, we're gonna get to the Madness one. Mm -hmm. I do think Anji's really strong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I really do. But I think of the face cards, I think Kadena's just she has just so much value written on her, and it's not hard to to attain that value. Sure. Um, and again, different minds think different ways. Yeah, I see, and, I see Kadena in in her way, and and your yeah, you know, yeah. you see madness, and you go in in that direction. Sure. No, sure. I I totally agree with that. I I do. I I'm not saying that Kadena isn't good. I just I just uh, if you're looking, I think you really uh, I, you gotta well, like morph. You gotta like yeah, morph. Yeah. And if and, you don't like I, morph, the next set there's gonna be a new card that could easily replace Kadena in this mindset of. I just want to play creatures and I want my commander to help me out playing those creatures. There's another yeah. one coming that is probably going to be significantly better. That's true. No, I, I, I do agree. Um, and I think the ceiling for Anji can be way, way higher. I think there's a lot of things that haven't fully been unlocked with her mm -hmm. just yet that mm -hmm. we, that we may not have seen, even though we've seen a lot of stuff. There's so a lot far. of stuff. There's a lot of so, stuff. But we, we don't have unlimited time, so we're going to move sure. on to the... Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Volrath a little bit more, because yeah. I really like Volrath. Vol Number one, just the fact that they printed Volrath is Exactly, cool. yeah. Volrath has a card. That's cool. It's a name we see a lot in Commander. If you're a Vorthos kind of guy, I'm sure you're excited. I'm pretty excited. I've always wanted to build like a Soltai Elf-style deck. Unfortunately, the main man, Leopold, got banned, understandably, so Volrath could kind of get in there. Uh, so what he does is he's a shapeshifter. He costs five mana, and he's a seven five. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put a minus one minus one counter on up to one target creature then you can pay one and he becomes a copy of target creature with a counter on it except he's still a seven five and he has those abilities so that is really really good uh minus one minus one counters are a pain to deal with so that's kind of nice that you get it repeatedly on a turn on your turn especially like combat you can make locking a little harder but nobody cares about that what we care about the fact is that he can turn into any creature with a counter on it. So if you have ways of putting plus one, plus one counters on your creatures, that works. Uh, my mind went it, it, like immediately to Experiment Kraj. If you have an Experiment Kraj deck and you've been wanting a third color, boom, got your deck. Um, yeah. There's like, you know, easy, easy Volrath strategy. Uh, there's a lot of really cheap, you know, 
infect creatures, but they are one ones. Suddenly, a Volrath is a seven five with infect. Like that's spooky. Um, yeah, that's two I, swings I think, and they're dead. Yeah, I think if you really wanted to take Volrath into its optimal strategy, mm-hmm. it would be infect plus counters and the idea is if you get a few all you got to do is get three counters on volrath which is not hard because you're in you're in green you're in blue you're in black you're in you're in simic already so that's not going to be difficult and then you just need to get a single counter on any creature with infect (laughs) and then volrath becomes a a infect creature with 10 power on yeah it's super Um, sick um i i think also like i think if you do have an infect commander or an infect deck for edh as long as it's not skittles you're probably have already been in sultai there are plenty of other sultai commanders that people use just for the colors to have infect this is now your infect guy yeah exactly you know yeah get get a few counters on him play blighted agent put a counter on blighted agent and then for one mana you have a 10 power Mm-hmm. Um, unblockable mm-hmm. infect mm-hmm. creature. I, uh, that, I, that is also your commander. That's also your commander. Um, I wish he you didn't have to keep spending one mana on him. I get it. That's okay. I think I the fact kinda... that it's, I I think the fact that it's only one generic mana to keep doing that. I'm surprised they didn't make that a blue. To yeah. Do mm-hmm. Um. You know, you can just. I mean, you could have a creature that has hexproof with a counter on it as your safety switch. So if anybody tries to kill Volrath. You can pay one mana, and he he now has hexproof. If you play any creature that just generically has indestructible, there's all kinds of like mini artifacts that have indestructible on them. Somebody tries to wrath the board, you pay one. Your your commander is protected. Yep. It's it's a if you can get the right board setup, which I don't think would be very difficult in this deck. No. There's there's a lot of small creatures in these colors that just have good keyword abilities, mm-hmm. and all you need to do is just be able to you know spread some counters around on them and in these colors that's like the easiest thing to do yeah um he's he's 100 in the perfect colors to put counters on yourself i are on your own creatures and i mm-hmm. think that's what you focus on i think the fact that he puts a minus one minus one counter on up to a target on up to one target creature is nice if there's a creature maybe your opponents have right or let's say you drew bad and you just need to put a create like you need to put a counter on one of your creatures you do not yeah. necessarily and i and that's actually like uh for those like volrath this card is called volrath the shape stealer he's a crazy dude that does crazy surgeries on crazy things to get cool stuff um and so like it's kind of nice it's kind of flavorful that you get to put a minus one minus one counter on on one of your creatures uh to to make volrath better but like let's say you just drew bad you know it's really nice that he has a way of putting a counter on anything yeah you know you can so like like no like you said if if you don't have a certain card that you're you know that maybe is going to help put counters on him it's nice that he can do it yeah um, yeah, as it, long as as long as what you're trying to copy isn't a one one, which is always a pain, but sometimes <laughs> you just yeah you know sometimes you just gotta take what you can get. Uh, yeah, that's Volrath. I think he's like like really think, simple to build. Like I he practically builds himself. Yeah, I think he's really cool. I I like him as a commander. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't think that he works in this deck as like I wouldn't I wouldn't slot him out for Kadena. Or Kadena, however you want to say her name. You're right. Yeah, probably you not. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's much in mm-hmm. in here that's like, oh, I, I need him to be a copy of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I can um, definitely see that. I can definitely. But see but that. but he's a great commander. I mean, if you well, like, he, like you were saying, if he, you he, well, to be fair, he does turn into a pretty good copy of Kadena. 
That's true. Right. You so two, you, you two could, copies of Kadena. You could have two copies of Kadena. You're casting two creature spells for free. You're drawing two spells for free. That's okay. Yeah. And you manifest this guy in and then flip him over and it's nobody fun. sees it coming. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Great. No, he's he's great. I I really do like him. I, I think he's a he's a great commander. But mm. uh, again, not unlimited time. Moving on yep. to Rayami, first of the fallen, is another Sultai commander. Uh, Sultai and one colorless, so four mana for a five four vampire with just the most wicked art it's ever. So good, it's so um, sick. She says, if a non-token creature would die, you exile that card with a blood counter on it instead, and then as long as an exiled creature card with a blood counter on it has flying mm -hmm. rayami first of the fallen also has flying and the same is true for first strike double strike death touch haste hexproof indestructible lifelink menace protection reach trample and vigilance now for the sake of time i think she's really cool but I don't know what you would do with her. You, I'm not. You, you either. Yeah. So for like, the sake of time, I completely agree. It's kind of like <laughs> if you have wanted this effect on a legendary creature, you had Audric, but that's it. Yeah. So and, so and that's also he, he also works differently. So what's nice is, is that now because we had a, a like Death Lair comes to mind. I think there's like one or two other cards that basically do the same thing, but all differently. Rayami's cool because I think like we have seen that legendary creatures with hexproof on them, like statically, are just good. Um yeah. or protection from something. Um they are just good. We, you know, we have Animar to show for that, and we have that, you know, the other commander that shan't be named. And so this is a good card. I think if you I think people will want to build this, but like mm -hmm. again not that complicated get keywords yeah. kill them yeah what voltron the, 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 the first thing that i was thinking was uh sultai equipment yeah 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 exactly yeah. right you could if you there there are probably a non there are non-zero number of people that have been waiting for this to 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 be a thing because you know it it sucks that like i don't know i wish there was some way that she had like an eminence ability that that let her just kind of hang out in the command zone but you can get these get you could still counters, exile yeah. them you could still exile them with the blood counters and then you have a five mana or four mana five four with you know a keywords as long as your arm so yeah it's it's nice to dream but yeah it's we, nice we gotta move on because yeah. but hey if uh, if anybody is listening to this uh which i'm sure they're not but if they are uh, and you have some like crazy awesome strat. Like, uh -huh. let us. Know. I yeah. would love. I would love to know what what somebody else. This can is come up with. this is what I wish it was. Instead, if it says a non-token creature would die, I wish it was enter the graveyard. Because imagine having Rayami, and then you traumatize yourself. Like that's amazing, oh, right? Like yeah. that. That's what I was hoping for. But your creatures have to die, so it's it's not just whenever a creature yeah, enters the graveyard from you, anywhere. You really are like you're just looking for like a a, a Sultai killing your stuff deck, and then your commander just happens to have a different payoff. You know, this is like fine for a stacks deck where you're looking for a lot of death triggers, um, but there that you should be using a different commander. You should be using something that interacts with your graveyard, not just 
happens like to get like Muldrotha, exactly, right? Like, yeah. yeah, like that's just what you should have been doing. I get kind of. Yeah, and again, I mean, maybe it's one of those things that Dale and I just don't have the mindset for what this know, deck man. needs. I, I have but... a massive brain when it comes to magic. I see all lines <laughs> of play. Yeah, uh... no, that, yeah, I know you do. <laughs> um, so yeah, if anybody out there knows of some awesome Rayami strat that we just aren't, we're too stupid to see. Please, please tell us. Yep. I'd love, I'd love to know. Um, I want to talk about the. the off-color commander, yes? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, uh, Grismold, the Dread Sower. He is a good old-fashioned one, black, green, 3-3. Three, three. Again, that art. Art is so sick. He has Trample, which is cute. He gives each player a plant creature token, and then when a creature token dies, he gets a plus one, plus one counter. What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> okay, now, now, now hear me out. Okay. I don't know if he should be the commander for this, but I think him as part of a group hug deck where you're trying to give your opponents creatures is where is where I see him. Maybe I I see. I know it's yeah, I know it's probably not the most powerful, but I just. It's it's just another stacks legendary, right? The stacks type of strategy. But like this time you're getting more payoff for having because it it has to be a token that dies not just creatures so if you're going for like a stacks token generating i mean i guess like you have your guy now you know there is a non-zero number of people that will do the thing and that's yeah okay i mean he's interesting he's really interesting but i kind of like rayami i just you know there's there's already they they, there's a better one out there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't know where yeah. where you want him, where he belongs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so those are the new commanders, the four yep. uh, new legendary creatures that have, have been put out. Again, I think if you're playing this deck right out of the box, Kadena is kind of your only choice, really. Yeah. You're you're well. Obviously, you can't use Grismold, but um, you're welcome to use Volrath or Rayami. I just don't think they're going to really help you very much uh, in what the deck's trying to do. Um, I think Kadena just just meshes yeah. with the deck a, a lot more yeah yeah um, it, it's hard to because uh again they they built this around keywords right so they unless he made all three of them care about morph but then like that's really i feel like that's super boring um there are in the other decks you see there are they they were able to kind of like give you ways to care about casting spells uh having a bunch of creatures and discarding your cards from your hand they they gave you really good ones but like the Sultai deck just like they i could i don't i don't even see them being able to the it, you know you you turn it into a blink deck or a weird yeah you just it's so weird you either you either dive way too in on morph or you just give us cool two new Sultai legendaries yeah and call it good. yeah uh anyways moving moving on to uh we were talking about reprints um in this one i think that the two biggest things that I see as being important reprints is Seedborn Muse being mm-hmm. able to untap all your all your permanents during each player's untap step it is really going, especially if you can get that uh, flash like like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can you can untap all your stuff and play a morph card and then draw a card all for free and then still have mana up to yeah. do more morph I, shenanigans. I really, the main thing is the Seedborn Muse is like really fucking expensive. Uh. 
If I yes. remember, like, right, she was like in the twenty thirty dollar range. If I remember correctly, I don't uh, play green, so well, I didn't know. Well, sh- she was getting to about the thirty or forty dollar range, but then she got reprinted in Battleborn uh, okay. a little while ago. Uh-huh. But she she was creeping back up. I think yeah. she was like fifteen last time I saw her. So it's yeah, a yeah, really yeah. good reprint yeah. in terms of money wise. Yeah, but it also just really fits in the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted mm-hmm. to mention it here. The other one uh, that was a reprint. I don't know how expensive this card was. We've already talked about it, but it's Ixodron. Um, the fact that they reprinted yeah. that in in this deck is just that's nice. So that's so really perfect. nice. I, I think like um, when they're when you're when you're trying to make these decks fair, right? Because the whole idea is is you you slap these bad boy down bad boys down with three of your other friends and you start playing them. Um, Ixodron, I feel like that's pushing it because man, Ixodron is an unfair card. If you're not, when I remember when we were playing it, when we didn't really we we didn't have our big magic brains like we did now. Ixodron was a scoop sometimes <laughs> because yeah. your cool creatures are now tutus and you have a yeah. massive Ixodron. Well, especially when you flip over somebody's commander. I mean, it, it can just be. It, yeah, it, it's brutal. Absolutely it, it brutal. is absolutely brutal. Uh, one um, thing not to overlook is also there's a reprint of Thespian Stage in here, which is a ridiculously expensive card for what it does. It's only expensive because of Legacy Lands decks. So it's really yeah. nice that it's in here. Uh, yeah. Go buy your Dark Depths now because Dark Depths was like surprisingly a affordable and then you look at thespian stage and you're like holy shit this is expensive <laughs> really i think you've got that backwards no I, I could be i could be wrong but I, I think dark dark depths um dark depths for from what i remember was like only like like fucking uh maybe oh my god maybe i'm maybe i am super wrong yeah i think you have it backwards but i wonder I mean, if i i wonder if i just so happen oh you know what that's right it's got two reprints now i think that's why it's so low back when it was only yeah. part of gate crash it was expensive i know it yes was. yeah it so was I it forgot. did used to be very expensive um another reprint that i want to talk about and i'm sure that this card is not expensive but i like that it's in in the deck mm-hmm. is bio biomass mutation <laughs> is it's too simic like you know two hybrid simics so uh-huh. you can play pay either green blue or green blue and then x and creatures you control become xx until end of turn and the main reason why i love this is that it's instant speed mm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so you could swing in with a bunch of unmorphed tutus and then just turn them all yeah. turn them all into you know if somebody says oh i'm not going to block it's only going to be like eight damage it's not a big deal and then you turn all of those mm-hmm, two twos mm-hmm. into like eight eights and yeah. now they're dead that's nice I, the, fa- the fact that it's an instant is i think what really pushes yeah. it over the edge for for being super strong yeah um, uh, uh one other oh i'm sorry actually the, honestly this deck is actually pretty sweet with the reprints because we got thran dynamo which again yes. was like kind was, of just was, too expensive to buy because it doesn't think, do stuff i think last time i saw it it was like 16 or 17 dollars absolutely insane like it's 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 a good card but i don't think it's worth Mm -hmm. 15 bucks Mm -hmm. you know so i'm really happy that they reprinted it that was really nice and then the Uh, next notable reprint sorry secure tribe elder have you seen that new art oh i know it looks so Uh, sick yeah i love it because it's a uh it's um it was secure tribe elder was it a Kamigawa? Because now this seems this new art seems like a Kamigawa. Um, I think that's where it came from originally, but who knows? I I can't remember. I've literally only ever uh, yeah cared about uh, names. But but I do love the new art. Uh, it looks really nice. Uh, oh, and then I mean, if we're talking about reprints, uh, Vraska, the Planeswalkers. Um, there's mm-hmm. a Planeswalker in mm-hmm. each one of these decks, and I love that they put Vraska in here. 
she's, I mean, five, even if all you can do is five mana, destroy target, non-land permanent, that's good. You know, her minus three yeah. uh, is just good. And she survives it, so you can just uptick afterwards, and and people don't want to swing into her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, yeah, what's up? Sorry, I, I just realized. Uh, so there are a couple of notable reprints of, like, staples in Commander. We have Secure Tribelder. We have a new Sad Robot, Psalm Simulacrum. I cannot say that last word, so I just call it Sad Robot. And we also have uh, Swiftfoot Boots. I'm just going to get them all, all, all out of the way right now. The new art are, is Judge Promo art. So that's gotcha. where this new art comes from. That's why uh, the new Sad Robot looks like super sick. Really dope. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. So those are some some reprints that were in the decks that we liked. Uh, as for new cards, do you have anything that you saw that was new that maybe caught your eye? Yes, I need to look for it just briefly because I forgot to note it down. Oh god. You're so here. unprofessional. It is here so I don't really look at cutting the uh, edit. All right, well here, while while you're looking for it. I'll just going to say pendant of prosperity. That's the only really, one, that's the only one I care about. Mine was uh thieving amalgam. That's I fine. love that one's cool. love this that card. That was really cool. Uh go go ahead and read read what yours does. Okay. Pendant of prosperity. Getting back on that group hug train. It's a 3 mana artifact when it enters the battlefield, you give it to one of your buddies. And then it has an activated ability of two mana, draw a card, put a land from uh, put a land from your hand onto the battlefield, and then whoever owns the card also gets to do that. So it's three mana, it's draw a card. That's real good. You want to give it to your friend that is either behind and needs it, or you know, the guy that you can kind of give them a wink and they know that they're gonna activate it a couple of times and you're gonna help each other out. You play this card, or, it's or two-headed it to- giant. Yeah, or you, you give it to somebody that typically isn't going to be ramping or drawing very many cards. You know, you mm-hmm. give it to a, a, a mono-white player or a, or no. a red, you, you know. You, no, mono-white players deserve what they get. <laughs> they need to no, build but, better decks. But if you want to play this card right, you give it to a mono-white player. No. <laughs> um, no forgiveness. So, yeah, no forgiveness. No, but... Uh, Pendant of Prosperity is pretty cool. I don't think it's necessarily the most powerful card, but it's nope, really interesting. Just neat. Yeah, it is. It is really neat. Um, the one I like, like I said earlier, the one that I like a lot is Thieving Amalgam. Mm-hmm. I, it's an ape snake, and and I think they could have just stopped there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it, uh, at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, you manifest the top card of that player's library. So you're taking cards from other people's library, which I always enjoy. Mm-hmm. And then whenever a creature you control but don't own dies, its controller loses two life and you gain two life. And I can just see that being very strong. Yeah, that's that's a lot of of text on a card. And, you know, I get yeah. nervous and- a lot with text on cards. Yeah, and then also he's a six seven. I mean, yeah, yeah he costs seven mana. Yeah, that yeah, kind of sucks. But he's a six seven. I mean, that's a that is a body, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I, I I like that one a lot. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Um, I'm gonna say I think last last card at least that I care about is Ghastly Conscriptions. It's the new. It's their new mythic fun card. It is a sorcery. It's five black black. Exile all creature cards from target player's graveyard in a face down pile. Shuffle that pile, then manifest those cards. It's good if you have your good creatures that are dead that you can then morph. It's good if somebody else has spent more money on their deck and you want to take their good cards. I wish it was uh, all players, 
But so I just want to be clear on on this for mm-hmm. everybody. Ghastly Conscription is a reprint. Is it? Yep. Oh, yeah. all right. Hey, yeah. you know what then? I don't give a shit about any other card in this deck then. Doesn't doesn't mean it's not good, but no. it is a reprint. Yeah, I didn't realize um, it was a reprint. That seems awfully strong for a reprint, yeah. but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there are two things that I want to talk about. One is another new card, and then the other one is something that I think we just need to, to discuss. Sure. Uh, Apex uh Altus Altasar. It's a very good game. Love Apex Legends. Sorry. Yeah, Apex Legends. Apex Altasar. It's a it's a nine mana 10-10 dinosaur. Uh, and when it enters okay. the battlefield, it fights up to one target creature you control. And then whenever it's dealt damage, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. I just I just love that's that. Good. I, that's pretty I, cool. I love I love that they're adding more dinosaurs. Yep. I'll tell you why I love that they're adding more dinosaurs later <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, i just do and then the other card i wanted to talk about because we just need to discuss this card is sudden substitution a two and two blue so for a four mana instant spell with split second which is not something we've seen for a while right oh, and God, i wanted to avoid talking about this card so bad. i know i we, we won't spend too much time on it but i just gotta i just gotta put it out there you need like, so, a thesis in logic to understand how this card works yeah, so four mana, split second, so you can't respond to it. Exchange control of target non-creature spell and target creature. Then the spell's controller may choose new targets for it. I I mean, it's, like, I'm just... It's fine. It's okay. It's cool. Uh, yeah, but I, I just, like, how? So, uh, all you... <laughs> This is why I hate it, okay? <laughs> Could you imagine trying to explain this card to it's a new so player? It's so weird. Like, it's supposed to make sense, but people aren't going to understand when to cast it because you need a viable target on the field and you need a viable target on the stack. And new players don't understand what the stack is and what it does. This or is how for, it works. How like, it they understand works. what it is, yeah. but they don't necessarily understand all this. And then when you read this. this card, your first thought is, is that, like, you... Let's just say, I want to try to make it really simple. We're in a two-player game. It's me versus you. I have Birds of Paradise. You're going to lightning bolt my bird. The way this card sounds, to me at least, in the first initial reading, is that is that, like, you need to swap controls with an opponent's spell with one of your creatures. But that's not quite how it works. You just need the two viable targets, one on the stack, one on the field. And then you just simply like give or maybe not like you you there the the they need to swap places. Like that's how it works, I think. Is that if you are if you are bolting someone's bird they are you now swap and then the spell that you gave them the lightning bolt they can now choose a different target it's so odd oh yeah this is such a stupid card take it out of your so, deck just take it out of your deck no no you no, don't no, no, need, no no you do not need no this deck no, no, no 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 stop because because it is a good card i'm gonna try to break it down I so i don't it think sense. it's a good card no 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 so so let's just say we are in a uh, two-player game yep okay and I've got some creatures and you've got some creatures. Doesn't matter what it is. And you try to murder one of my creatures. Mm-hmm. Or 
yeah, so you try to murder one of my creatures. I cast Sudden Substitution to exchange control of target non-creature spell. I'm going to take that murder. That's yep. going to be mine now. And target creature. I'm going to take one of your creatures. Now I control that murder and can murder another one of your creatures. So I just took your spell and used it on one of your things and then also got one of your things. Right, 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 right. So two so, ones you. Can, yeah. Can't so, it just be a counter spell. Just counter the murder. <laughs> Save yeah, us can, all the time. Yeah, counter spell with split second. <laughs> um, I guess. No, so so it's a it's a very good card. But good luck trying to like like I think you could explain it to somebody mm-hmm. like if you're casting it, but I couldn't imagine like a brand new player right out of the box yeah. looking at this card and, and it's going. In, it's in trying two to... of the decks too. You is know? it? No, yeah, no, it's, it's in, not. It's isn't it in both blue decks? I don't think so. Maybe it is. I, I it might be. I I don't know for sure. I'll have to check. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it's a good card, but it's a confusing card. Yeah, and so and I, I think I think even. Like even people that play magic fairly often, but might not be like yeah. the most, you know, into magic. Like mm-hmm. they just play, they play it for fun. They would look at this card and go, what the heck am I supposed to do with yeah, this Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you're two for wanting your, or really three for wanting your opponent because you're taking their spell and taking a creature. And then you can potentially, we'll just, we'll keep with that murder logic puzzle. You can kill one of their other creatures. And you're right. It, it's only in the Soul Tide deck. It's not in both blue decks. Yeah. And, you know, and like, uh, you might have actually just said this. I, I, I may have like missed what you were saying, but, you know, in a multiplayer game, you know, you can throw that murder anywhere. Yeah. 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 You know. No, so. yeah, exactly. You can you can do stuff. Okay, I'm done. Okay, so I'm done. There's yeah. two other creatures that clone stuff, and that's cool. I don't want to talk about. I I hate. I don't want to talk about any of the decks anymore because you brought up the worst card in existence. <laughs> uh, man, you you are so cynical sometimes. Uh, All right, so we're gonna go just to uh, general upgrade strats. Yeah, I don't have much to say. Better cards, but I, strong cards, but I, better spells. I I do want to point out uh, a card called Ixidor, the reality sculptor yeah he's expensive right now yeah but he his price might go down just need, because i, I need to buy him he kind of he kind of he kind of got expensive when the whole morph thing was was shown exactly. so he might he might go down later so i it, it would be my recommendation to not just go out and buy him right the second but uh-huh. keep an eye on him he is a five mana three four uh three and two blue face down creatures uh get plus one plus one now that's a that's just all over the board it's not just yours like that's symmetrical but mm-hmm. more often than not you're going to be the only one with more creatures probably um and then for three mana two and a blue you can just turn target uh face down creature face up so any of those morph creatures like i'm looking at one right now that says a thousand wins has a morph cost of seven mana you can just pay three and you'll still get his uh, face-up trigger that returns all tap creatures to their owner's hands yeah yeah you know? yeah so he's he's a very very good card and he also turns all your two twos into three threes which is definitely relevant seems like um, it, yeah you know so just keep an eye out for him he if you if you decide to continue with like you know the heavy morph uh theme and you want to use kadena Ixidor is a really really good card yeah. um for my, that um my first he, uh, i'm just gonna my first thing is any card with Megamorph, just take that out. No, don't don't him. listen to him. He's giving you lies and slander. Listen, you're not gonna ever want to cast that card for Megamorph. No, could you imagine? Could you imagine? All right, fine. I'll stop. I'm done. 
Um, the other one that I liked a lot was Beast Whisperer, or are there or any kind of a card that has this effect, but but Beast Whisperer should be uh, fairly cheap right now. Uh, four mana, two, three, Elf Druid. Whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card, and every time you play a morph spell, that counts as drawing. That counts as casting a, a spell. So not only will Kadena say, hey, you cast a face-down creature, you get to draw a card. Now you have these other effects that also do it, and you're just getting more card draw. There's um, Zendikar's Resurgence is really good. It's an enchantment, but it's like seven mana. It's, a, it's pretty expensive. Uh, there's a handful of things that, that care when you cast creature spells and, and let you draw cards. Uh, I think I think stuff like that would be good. And then as I alluded to earlier, uh, flash cards. Anything that, that's going to help you cast uh, spells with flash is going to be really good with Kadena because of that first ability. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, I think that's really all all I have to say uh, about the Sultai deck. My last thing about the Sultai deck is you should buy this because it has actually a very good Sultai mana base. Uh, it has Signet lands, uh, which are lands that enter the battlefield, not tapped, and then they have the ability for one and tap it, add two mana to your mana pool. Um, they're not awesome, but they are pretty good in a pinch. And other than that, like I just just buy it, just buy it, just buy it for the, just buy it, just buy it for the mana base and, and play better cards. That's all. <laughs> That's all I got. Don't 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 listen to Dale. The the deck's really no, really good. <laughs> just listen to me. I'm the greatest Magic player literally in the entire world. Um, and Soltai deck is like the worst of them all. And don't buy it because I don't want these other cards being expensive because. I want to buy them myself. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, next deck is the Jeskai deck. This is the one that you're excited for, at least. I I, I am very excited for this deck. I would say, um, uh, I, to be fair, I'm excited for for three of these decks. Um, I'm the least excited for the Menace, but that's not because I think it's bad. It's just not for me. So, yeah, getting back to, to things. So we're going to talk about the Jeskai deck next. That is Savine, the Chronoclasm, which is the face commander of this. Um, in terms of just like power level, I don't know exactly how it stacks up to everything, but I just love this card for what it, you know, what it does. It he costs two and Jeskai, so blue, red, white, and he's a two-two. I didn't realize but, he was so tiny. But he prevents all damage that would be dealt to him. So That's he's right. a He's a free blocker. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's know? right. I forgot about that. I thought that um, was only combat damage, but that's pretty good. He he can still be destroyed, mm -hmm. but you know, um, but if anybody tries to swing at you, yeah, he's a two two, but he's he can block. He's a anything. fog bank. Yeah, which is which is good. Uh, the next and probably the most important thing is he says whenever you cast your first instant or sorcery spell from your graveyard each turn, you copy that spell and choose new targets for the copy. This is the deck that wants to cast spells from your graveyard, uh, hence the flashback essence. If you don't know what flashback does, uh, it's usually an alternate cost. If a spell is in your graveyard, you can cast it for its uh, for its flashback cost and exile, and then you you get to to play that spell again. Mm -hmm. He uh, Savine says that you get two copies of that card, which is just just added value. Um, so he's really cool. I I like him a lot. Um. He's and, he is very 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 good. I would yeah. say, out of all of them, I think, like I I love these because all the face commanders are like really fair. I wish, I wish it was any instant or sorcery, not your and not first. just the first. Yeah, that is that is I think what what kind of lowers him in terms yeah, of power level. It, it's yeah, it's it's what takes him from being like a super dope storm deck to like a fair 
mid-rangey spell flinging kind of deck. Yeah. So, you know, but I, I think he's really cool. Uh, and I think the deck has a lot of stuff that is suited for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deck, deck kind of wants to, it, it, it appears the deck wants to kind of control the board a little bit and go into the long game and then just cast just the biggest things. Like, for example, uh, Zatalpa Primal Dawn uh, is a uh, eight mana, eight mana. Mm-hmm. Eight, eight mana, four, eight with flying, double strike, vigilance, trample and indestructible. You know, so it's it's basically just from what I've seen, it's a lot of control the board and then and then just smash face with, um, you know, with with big creatures. There's another pristine skywise is a six mana flying six four. Whenever you cast a non creature spell, you untap it and it gains protection from the color of your choice until the end of turn. It's not bad. You know, um, so whereas the Sultai deck was kind of a is kind of a mid range deck, it wants to, you know play a bunch of creatures, flip them over, and then start swinging. I think this um, Jeskai deck wants to go a little bit more into the late game and, mm-hmm. and kind of control mm-hmm. things out a little bit more. Um, moving on to the next one, uh, we'll be talking about this one for a little bit, so uh, hang tight with us because Dale likes this this card quite mm, a bit. I don't like it. I, I hate it. Makes magic unfun with its mere mm-hmm. existence. Yeah. Uh, so in order to not give Dale a migraine, I'll, I'll read the card. So her name is Elsha of the Infinite. I hate it um, already. God, that is such she, a pompous name. Good Lord. She, she costs the same amount as Savine. So two and Jeskai, blue, red, uh, white. Except she's a 3-3, three, three, not a 2-2. Two, two. Uh, she's a 3-3. Three, three. She has prowess, uh, which is nice. So whenever you cast a non-creature spell, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. She also allows you to look at the top card of your library anytime. Uh, so kind of a, uh, what is that card called? Uh, future Sight? Sure. Future Sight no, card? Future Sight is the next line of text. Oh, uh, you, right. you may look at the top card is, um... oh, wait, no, no, sorry. Future Sight does both. Yeah, you can look at yeah, it. it, it, just, yeah, it. Does yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. No, you're right. Yeah. It's both of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then she also says you may cast the top card of your library if it's a non-creature spell. And or you may cast it if it's a non-creature, non-land spell. But so so right there is like future sight, except future sight says you can cast it no matter what. Mm-hmm. For this, it specifically has to be non-creature, non-land. Although I don't know why they put that because you can't cast lands anyways. So I think it's just again these are supposed to be for new players, and like I don't. I mean, how many times have we had to ask? Like, oh wait, hold on, does it say cast? Can we cast lands technically? Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh no. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. I think it's just again just there for uh, just just to make it simple. But like, then you continue forward and you can cast that card as though it had flash. Yeah. So and if that's you have a, so if, stupid. So if so you have dumb. a if you have a non creature non land card on the top of your library, you can play it as though it had flash. Now here's why uh, Dale is so angry with this card. Uh, and it doesn't take much to figure this out, but I will show it to you or tell you about it just just because. There's a card called Sensei's Divining Top. It has a ability that allows you to look at the top of your library, but that's not important. We're not going to focus on that. The main thing is it costs one uh, colorless mana to cast, and it has a tap ability where you draw a card and then put the top on top of your library. Now, just right there with just Elsha and this card, that reads, pay one mana, draw a card, and cast a non-creature spell. Every time you do that, Elsha's going to get 
get is going to get a plus one plus one until end of turn. So if you have eight, if you have eight mana, you can pay eight, and she's going to get plus eight plus eight, and you're going to get to draw eight cards. Okay. Now that already right there, super strong. But what makes it broken is there is a slew of cards in these colors that make artifact spells cost one or more less. And because Sensei's Top only costs one, that means it costs zero. So you can draw your whole deck, and for every every card you draw, that counts as a cast because you have to cast the Sensei's Top so that you can uh, activate it to draw a card. And every time you cast a card, uh, that every time you cast Sensei's Top, Elsha gets a, uh, a prowess trigger, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Feasibly, she could be 70, 80 power. You know, and then also every single one of those spells, you know, every time you, you cast one of those spells for free, that adds to storm count. And if you don't know what storm is, you should look it up because I don't want to go into it right now, but it's, but it's, it's strong. Good. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Copy spell. Copy the spell. Yeah. Whatever spell has storm. We're going to talk yeah. about grape shot. Grape shot yeah. does one damage to any target. That sounds really bad, but you get to copy it for as many other spells that you have cast this turn. So let's just say you decide to deck yourself with Sensi's top. You're looking at like literally 90 copies of grape shot of any well, storm deck. I would be surprised if you got 90, but we'll 80, just, I, we're gonna I think just make it real, real simple math. Well, well, let's, let's just say it's 80 just to keep things simple for this. So let's say you, you cast your sensei's top and draw a card 80 times. You draw your whole deck without drawing your last card. Cause you'll lose. Don't, don't draw your last card or like, don't draw a card. If there's nothing in your library, cause you'll lose, make sure you don't do that. <laughs> and once you have grape shot in your hand and, and remember at this point, you have your you whole have, deck. You have your whole deck. You have your Great whole shot deck. needs to not be on the bottom. Yeah. You, you no. you can still just draw that card. Even That's if it's fair. the last. That's yeah. Fair. So you, no matter what, you're going to get grape shot in your hand. And, and at this point you have, ca- you have spent no mana because <sighs> uh, since it's top is free. Oh, God, so now just, out of all now this, you, out of all things, sorry, I'm done. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm held oh, back. Oh. I've held back long enough out of all, out of all the cards. They printed two really, really fair cards that say, oh, it only works on the first first spell you cast, right? First face down creature spell you play, that's free. First instant or sorcery spell you play from your graveyard, that's free. Or like that, that's, that's you know, you, you only get to do it once. Why on earth does this card not do it once? I don't understand. I just don't get it. It makes every other one of these commanders just look like garbage. Stupid. Again, again, da- fucking stupid. Dale is very cynical. <laughs> I just um, don't understand but, why they got to g- give Jeskai all these super sweet commanders. Anyways, getting back to what I was saying, you can't even cast tendrils of agony in this. Once, game. once you've done all that, you pay two mana and you cast Grape Shot eighty times, and that's forty damage twice. Mm-hmm. You should be able to kill two players two and. And then your commander is an 83-83. And so, yeah, you play anything that's going to make her unblockable and you can kill kill your last player. You can can probably, at this point in the game, kill the blocker with those extra copies of Grape Shot. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I mean, she all all you have to do in this deck is go get Sensei's top and then go get one of, like, the four things that make artifacts cost. Now, obviously... You don't have to do that, but if you wanted to but make you this, should. 
But if you wanted to make this deck as absolutely powerful as, as it can be, that's Literally that's what no. you're looking to do. Anyways, Literally we're gonna no reason to not. Do anyways, it. we're gonna move on. Um, uh, the next card is kind of the same thing with Rayami, uh, Pramicon, Sky Rampart. Absolutely amazing card. Uh, you're kind of like just do whatever you want with it, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a three mana it, one five wall. Super sick. I actually really like this card. Uh, it has flying. It has defender. And then you get to do a thing that you don't really get to do in Magic the Gathering all that often, which is like mess with very strange rules. So with her, when it enters the battlefield, you choose left or right. Each player may attack only the nearest opponent in the chosen direction and Planeswalkers controlled by that opponent. So if you're sitting in a circle, player A could only attack B and C. Or no, I'm sorry. If you choose right, let's say A can only attack B, B can only attack C, D can only attack a and that's interesting this is an unhinged card right like this is this is not a real it, it, magic yeah, card. It, it feels very unhinged like yeah. it you know like it should it should be in an unset but i i mean i like it it's very um, cool i like it a lot uh, uh i think if you ever wanted to make like a jeskai like uh like like power fog deck this is pretty good this will yeah. do it for I, you. I, I think its best home is in any kind of Planeswalker deck. If mm. you run a Super Friends deck, uh, it's a fantastic... Number one, it's a wall, so it's a good blocker. But one of one of Planeswalker's biggest weaknesses is when you play walkers and then the whole table says, oh, let's just all attack that walker and kill it. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. this, this says, no, 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 only you can attack it, yeah. can attack me. Yeah, and, and that's really good. And, and because you're the one casting it, you choose, do you want your player on the left to attack you or the player on your right to attack you? And just make sure whichever player you're you're choosing, maybe it isn't a heavy attacking, you know, commander or uh, or deck. You know, maybe maybe don't choose the Naya deck to your left. <laughs> you know, choose uh, choose the the I don't know the blue white control deck to your right maybe because then they're not going to be swinging too too much so yeah i think i think it works really really well in in uh, in planeswalker decks but anyways i great card i, I think it's it's a fantastic yeah. card um just yeah, but play, i play play good cards in this deck and you're sure to be fine there's yeah. really nothing to build around like uh i i was i'm i've kind of wanted to build a turbo fog deck because it's something kind of interesting and we personally don't have it in our meta and at first i was gonna make a uh, bant deck in the future that was gonna do that but now all of a sudden jeskai seems like the better option anyways uh next is uh gerard weatherlight hero i, I don't uh, understand why you don't like him that much so so dale and i are pretty split on this uh dale likes him a lot i think that he's not bad. Um, I just think that he is a 99 uh, card. I don't. I don't think that he is good enough to be a commander. And I know that there's because I've seen a lot of things online already. I know there's a lot of people that would disagree with me that that think he's a really really good commander. I know Dale thinks he's a really good commander. Um, I think his effect is really unique and really cool and can be very strong. But I feel like if you sit down and play a Gerard Weatherlight hero deck, you're I don't think I don't think you're going to get the value that that like like I, I think in in people's minds what what can be done is good because it is, but I don't see it happening. That's that's the thing I think. You know, like if if you look at some of these other commanders, you know, like Volrath. I I can see that deck working and doing what it wants to do. 
Gerard's deck, I feel, would get would get stopped way too easily. I know, obviously, you can stop anything in 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 Magic. That's that's the beauty of Magic. There's an answer to everything. Beauty of counterspell. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, if you have a counterspell, unless the unless it says it can't be countered, you can stop anything. But I think there are too well, many things in Commander, especially, that can stop this. There's just it's it's not like oh well if they just have look, a kill spell we need, i think we need to talk about what he does because i realize i don't think we ever did right you didn't mention oh it. oh yeah 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 okay, okay. so so this so is format- now now right, it's my right. turn because i'm going to tell you a fun little story about a nine cent card gerard weatherlight hero it's two red and a white legendary creature human soldier first strike he's a three three when he dies exile it and return it and return to the battlefield all artifact and creature cards in your graveyard that were put there from the battlefield this turn what so then there's another card called angelic renewal it's like a 10 cent card it's really bad except for in this particular deck if any creatures are put into your graveyard from play you may sacrifice angelic renewal and put one of those creatures into play so gerard can die and then his ability goes on the stack but then you put angelic renewal on top of the stack so you no longer have to exile gerard and he can hang out and then you still but you still get his effect of returning everybody and so any sack out yeah is that how doesn't he have to get exiled in no. order to make that trigger work? No. You can you can do angelic you the stack will go there but he shouldn't he I don't he shouldn't have to be exiled still. Well, like that's that's he, the way that I I found it. Cuz the trigger here says when he dies you exile it mm-hmm. and return all cards from the battlefield mm-hmm. or all, you know, creatures and artifacts from your graveyard to the battlefield this turn. So doesn't he have to get exiled to make that happen? I don't think so. I think if you can stop it for whatever reason, like I, I think it has to. I don't know. Because it's really weird. But this is what everybody's the, been talking about. At oh, least I from mean, what it, I've seen. If you've seen it from other people, then yeah. you know. Then maybe Brandon, it is true. Everybody is. Um, everybody is dumb, so it may be wrong. But yeah. still, like so. You, you yeah, can it, potentially with any sack outlet and sun titan you can kind of do a weird infinite loop with gerard it's really cumbersome my thing is though is that like there are no other creatures with this effect not a single yeah, one uh, and again i and i that makes it really good yeah and and again i i mean i was v- very clear and i think I've, I've tried to be very clear about it unique and awesome ability yeah i just I, I see a lot of people talking about how it's, you know, it's it's a fantastic new Boros commander. And I just, I think it's going to be one of those things where it gets a lot of hype. And then people realize that it's just too fragile. And they're going to go back to the other Boros commanders that were working. And Gerard is probably just going to go into those decks. Because he, he, number one, a 3-3 three, three with first strike is just a good body. Plus, he protects you from board wipes. So there's no reason not to run him in a Boros deck. But... I just think if you're if you're trying to do those you know shenanigans where you you get all your stuff back and then he gets exiled and you you can you keep doing that I just think it's too fragile and it's just not going to work 
how you want it to. If if you want him to just to just be a board wipe prevention in a in your command zone, then yeah, I think that's fine. Just run Boros uh good stuff. Or not maybe not Boros good stuff, but like, you know, a standard Boros attack kind of strategy and just put him in your command command zone. And bring him out when you're like, okay, I got a good board. It's time to bring him out. But for the most part, I, I just, I don't know. I, I've seen a lot of hype around him, and it's just not, I don't know. I just don't, I, I feel like he's getting more hype than he, than I think he deserves. But that's just me. I I mean, you know, we all have our own opinions. Uh, I, I could be totally, totally off base, and he, he could be absolutely amazing. I just, I, I feel it, like you're, I don't know. I feel like you're discounting that not only does it since he 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 doesn't like stop the creatures from dying they all will enter the battlefield again yeah you know no, like I, that's I, that's insane that's so good i i know i didn't say it was bad yeah i, I just i don't know again uh, again i i, I think be the, okay, the, the, where uh, i where i take issue is when you when you say that you are doing yourself a disservice by not playing a different Boros commander. That's what, oh, I, that's, I, that's what the issue is. Oh, but I, I think you are exactly. Uh, and I, and, I and, don't and think I'm, you are. I'm, I'm sure some people would disagree with me, but I feel like if, if I was playing a Boros deck, I would 100% want him in the deck, but I would much rather be running Aurelia feather or uh, Iroas uh, as the as the commander, Iroas being another four color commander that's also a seven four or like a seven five or something. Yeah, he has, uh, he has other, other things that you got. He has all kinds of he, well, yeah, but I mean, he's he's got seven power, which means he only has to swing. He only has yeah. to hit twice. Gives everything you control menace and prevents combat damage. You know, for the same amount of mana, mm-hmm. I would to me, I would much rather have that in my in my uh, aggro attack you deck than this guy. But I still want him in, in the deck. I mean, I think I would put him in almost every Boros deck out yeah. there. Uh, you know, um, he's good. I just, like I said, I, I think, and, and I know you, you disagree, and I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that disagree uh, with me as well. And, and I'm willing to be proven wrong. I mean, if, if I start seeing Gerard decks all over the place, I will, well, you know, I, don't I will know. eat my words. <laughs> the thing is, is that you're, you're not, but that's only because he's a Boros deck. I wish yeah. he had a third color of some kind. Um, the if character he, if, is Boros. I wish he was Mardu or maybe Naya. And if he, he was, had fly, he should have if, flash. If he was Jeskai, I think he'd be much better. <laughs> Actually, that's unironic. Unironically, or absolutely correct because of the aura enchanted footsteps, which lets you make uh, token copies of the yeah. enchanted creature. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, unironically, yes. It, it, I, th- I think the weakest part of him is that he's Boros, and Boros, like, there are no cards in Boros that specifically care about what he does. He just happens to be extremely good at doing one thing once and that's also another issue is that i wish it was somehow a repeatable effect or something i don't know it it, um it it's it's complicated but like there are there are things to do and this opens up more strategies and obviously it's not perfect and probably what's hindering him so much is the fact that he is 
supposed to be the off, you know, the fourth weird new legendary that is off color from the rest of the actual deck itself. The reason why you won't see decks of him is that somebody already has to have a pre-existing Boros deck. But at this point, they have probably just built the decks around the other pre-existing Boros commanders. And then, like, like because well, he's a bit of a he's a bit more of a build around than you get an extra combat step. Yeah, well, and and that's that's the other reason why I you know I think his build around and 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 again this this is. This is Boros's problem. It's not Gerard's problem. Yeah. The fact that he is Boros makes if you you trying to build around him, I think too fragile. I think it's I think it's too easily disrupted. Um, and again, obviously, you can disrupt anything. So mm. I mean, that's a blanketed statement. But there are too many just ubiquitous things in Commander that just exist amongst all decks that would that could just easily stop this. And you are not in colors to protect this kind of combo that you're trying to do mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh anyways moving on to so we talked about the new commanders uh and the off-color commanders mm -hmm. uh is it worth it i mean i would say yeah i like I, I like this deck a lot is yeah um, this deck is is buy two cards you suddenly win every game as long as you can get them uh there are plenty of very good cards in this there are very good reprints um, i would say most notably probably clever impersonator uh he can be he can be he's expensive unless you are looking for a deck that does clever impersonator things but he's also very good to just throw into a deck thank you this has been part one again sorry about just the weirdness of it all part two will be here uh on our next scheduled release uh if you would like to yell at me on twitter for how what a what a bad job i'm doing that's at dale and his beard if you would like to yell at connor or the podcast in total it's at scry three pod on twitter thank you guys so much the art was done by surf on soundcloud <laughs>